whiskey. Welcome to the Whiskey Underground. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the BSAA Whiskey Underground. We are here tonight in the secret speakeasy to relax and enjoy some of the finest man-made creations on Earth. Whiskey. Brent. Speakeasy's all cleaned up. We've renovated. We got some, you know, thanks to the insurance money, everything's starting to look really nice. Let's say insurance Uh, came through. Yeah, they did. You know, this is is why you have insurance. It, It is clutch for when... Things happen, and you just, you just don't expect. Luckily, uh, for our guests, we destroyed the uh, the video footage before the police showed up, and and asked. That's for true. It. I don't know what you're all talking about. I haven't been here in months. This looks really nice. I like what you did with the place. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, it looks awesome. Check it. See that new shelf over there? It is mm. that is sturdy. Yeah. That is rated to 185 pounds. How much do you weigh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then, so then, when you jump up and hang on it, it's not going to last. I'm, is it? I'm good. I'm good. It's good for me. Might not be good for some ginger. Scott, oh, when was Mikey here? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was here. Scott's got a new chair. It's metal reinforced. Oh, dude, this this chair yeah, is so much nicer. I was going to say I like nicer. the old one better. I like this one. I, I I I think you might. I think you might like that old one better. I don't know what y'all are talking about. But, to, but joining us tonight in the secret speakeasy, if you can't tell by now, is uh, from Three Sheets the Mouse, Tim and Adam. Welcome, guys. What's up, What's everybody? What's going on? You've, uh, you've been invited back. Why wouldn't I be? I don't understand. <laughs> I feel very attacked right now, and I have no idea why. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. If, if, and if, if you, the listener, don't know, uh, you need to check out Three Sheets and you need to check out uh, one of our past episodes, BSEA, uh, where, we, uh, where we explain why we had to renovate the speakeasy. I, I, I still don't know. <laughs> you know it's what? Like science is golden, you know? It, it, it's, like, it's like the Edison. Yeah. What's, What's the, the deal with the possum with, um, that has a dog collar on it? Oh, that's uh, Shia LaPossum. Okay. It's our it's our new it's our new it's our new pet. Has it had its shots? <laughs> it's had shots, yes. I thought it was Zach LaBeouf. No, no, that's Zach Coon. Zach Coon's back in the back. Zach Coon's over there in the corner. He he keeps to himself. You know, he you know, you feed him a little bit of scotch, he's cool. Uh Shia LaPossum, on the other hand, uh, he's uh, he definitely enjoys that that high proof. He's all about the oh, high yeah. proof. Well, look, tonight uh, we want to welcome you back to the Speakeasy for, uh, what are we on, episode 11? Is this number 11? Yeah. Yes, I think it is. Um, Officially episode 11. 11 of our 13 uh, that we we originally planned 
that turned into a bunch of short pours. <laughs> but this is episode 11 where we decided to talk about a little bit of uh, Western whiskey. So tonight we're going to have some Stranahan's and some High West American Prairie Bourbon. Uh, and then we're going to uh, dedicate this show to the uh, the Disney SEA member who is, is kind of associated with the Western culture, and that's uh, the founder of uh, the Big Thunder Mining Company, Barnabas T. Bullion. So uh, sit back and grab your High West and your strain hands as we, uh, as we drink these and, and uh, taste them. So what, what do you guys want to start with? Jesus is yet to come back, so I'm going to have to go to the bar and get whatever you want, but... What Tell me what you want to start with. He was ups- Let's just say he was upset. <sighs> he was upset at us. Um, Why? He has spent the last two months in the Maldives again. Um, at least that's where the flight plan was chartered. The the jet was chartered. But uh, but we hope he'll be back. We can't say for certain. But hopefully he'll be back. Well, that's unfortunate. Well, yeah. He was, he was mad. I mean... You can't really tell with Jeeves when he's mad or not because he's British. So well, I was just about to say he's British. It, it all it, it, it all sounds stern and cross. They don't show. So we're not sure if it's mad. But uh, but yeah. So uh, what do you guys want? What do you, what am I going to the bar to grab? Let's do strain hands. All right, we can do that. Works for me. All right, Make sure on. you take your step stool. Hey hey. <laughs> that step stool is a godsend. He's got some repelling equipment that he's climbing up. It's it dangerous. <laughs> All right. So, so the Stranahan's. Um, Brent, now, you have actually... We, we've talked about Stranahan's before on the show. We've we've discussed different varietals of it, the Sherry and the Diamond Peak. But have we let's drink, actually drink have the... Have we drank Stranahan's on the show? I feel like we've discussed it a couple times, but maybe it was just, just talking about it, single malts. Yeah, and... Yeah, you went there, and yeah. I've I've talked about um, some of the Stranahan's we have in the Speakeasy, which is a private barrel. Um, this is a, a single malt whiskey from the Rocky Mountains. Yes, so the story of, uh, the quick story of the birth of this, and we can kind of get into the product itself, but um, a guy named Jess Graber and George Stranahan met. It was crazy. They lived in the same area. In 1998, Stranahan's barn was burning down, and Graber was a volunteer fire firefighter and uh, arrived on the scene to help with this fire, um, save, the, save the barn, and they kind of had started having conversations about their love of whiskey in the mountains. They were in Colorado, and uh, from this, a friendship and a business started, and uh, they kind of created this, um, one of the first, I don't know exactly the lineage of when the Western kind of uh, single malt American whiskey boom happened, but they were one of the early ones uh, on it, and uh, Stranahan's, the first batch was distilled in 2004, uh, laid down and bottled in 2006. So um, they make their own juice. They've been uh, been producing their own juice since the beginning, and um, pretty cool. Yeah, this was this is one that did not. I mean, they really could have gone to MGP mm-hmm. and said, "Hey, we need some single malt, and what what do you got for us?" But they've been doing their own stuff from the start, which I applaud. Yeah. So. Um, and then a little bit, Scott, we've talked before just about kind of that American single malt uh, boom. 
American single malt is not an official category, and people like Stranahan's, we talked about Westland, Wyoming whiskey, a couple other guys out there on the West Coast are really pushing for this to be a, a category, an American single malt category. Uh, and I feel like it should. I feel like, I, I feel like American single malt is different enough from Scotch single malt, way different than uh, Kentucky bourbon yeah. and Tennessee whiskey. I really feel they need to give this its well, own special niche. I mean, you think about what you know Ireland's doing, what Japan's doing. And now, I mean, it's essentially the same thing made in America. Made in America. You know, we have Japanese category, we have Irish category. Uh, it just makes sense to give these guys that are doing this stuff, um, you know, an American American single malt category. So, more about the product. Um, Going to, going to this distillery it was a cool thing. It's super small. It's, I mean, relatively small operation. I've been to, you know, going to Jack Daniels and you go to something like this. I mean, this is like, you know, it fits in the, the welcome. This would fit in the welcome center of Jack Daniels, the entire operation. Oh, wow. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's it's relatively small. Um, <clears throat> but the quality of this, this was probably the first American single malt I had, and uh, I love it. Very clean. Four ingredients. When you think about it, um, make up the juice in this bottle. There's literally single single types malted barley, yeast for fermenting, the water source, which I'll talk to you a little about the water source, and then the barrel. That is it. That's all that is in this in this in this bottle. Yep. So it's super clean, super straightforward, uh, and it's awesome. The water source is um, Coors Light. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You you say that, but uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt that those Coors Light may get their water source from the same the same place because it's um, it's Eldorado. The company's called uh, Eldorado Natural Spring Water, and it comes from the Eldorado Springs in Colorado, just outside of Boulder. And we had this water just like you know, like you're drinking a bottle of water there. It's what they had in the gift shop of the the. Uh, Distillery and it, it tasted amazing. It was just super pure, super fresh, very light. Um, but the crazy thing, they can't buy it in bulk. So, you know, most companies are getting water shipped in container truck. They drop it off on the facility. They have their own tank. It just gets refilled by a container truck because they're using thousands and thousands of gallons. Eldorado is a small company too, and they don't sell that way. They literally sell in five-gallon plastic containers, like you put on your you know, your company water cooler. So every batch of Stranahan's, when it's cut to proof, someone is literally cutting it by hand, dumping a five-gallon jug into the batch, testing it, and, and proof, proofing Damn. it by hand out of a five-gallon jug. So that's wow. pretty, it's pretty crazy. So pretty hands-on and, and small operation. But it only took them four years after coming out, releasing their first bottle. Uh, first bottle hit market, uh, I think it said 2006. 2010, they got bought out by a New Jersey-based Proximo USA in 2010. Uh, Proximo is massive worldwide. It owns Jose Cuervo, 1800, Mastro Dobel, Bush Mills, um, and a ton of other ton of other products, Crack and Rum. So uh, it's great. So enough of me babbling. What do you guys think? Did you get a, a pour of this from Jeeves? Well, not from Jeeves, from Scott. <laughs> Scott? Not from me. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm bartending tonight. Um, 
you know, th- this is one of the private barrels that we have in the in the speakeasy. What I love about this company, what about the, about this barreling or bottle program that they do, is that it's hand drawn by volunteers. They they hand bottle this, and you get notes from the the distiller, and you get notes from the uh, from the bottler. Uh, this one was was bottled by Robert, and it says "Go Rockies" on it, which I I don't disapprove because <laughs> Nolan Arenado is on my fantasy baseball team, so. Go Rockies as long as that's Nolan Arenado. <laughs> now, it, it's just a nice, it's a nice personal touch that they do, and still do to this day. Yeah, and everyone donates that bottles it. Yeah, um, even the, the so, like the regular everyday. So you said you got a store pick one. Yeah, we have a uh, we have a private barrel here. Um, it's the Private Reserve Barrel Club that they do, where you actually they actually go and pick the barrel that they want. All right, so give me give me some notes on it. what do you, what do you guys smell? Um, raisins, honey. Big, There's a lot of honey, honey on this one. Maple yeah. syrup. Yeah. Yes. I get like marshmallows, like the gelatin smell. Like burnt yeah. sugar almost. Yeah. It's it's you know what? It's not overly high proof. I think the proof on this is uh ninety four. It's not overly high, but there's not a lot of burn on the nose. No, it's not. Mm-mm. There's something like there, though. Creme brulee. Like, towards the, like the back end, there's mm-hmm. that little tang of burn. Yeah, creme I think I think Tim's got it. Creme brulee is, like, the perfect uh, the perfect note for this. It really does smell like that vanilla custard with some burnt sugar and, like, a little bit of, like, gelatin um, smell to it. I don't get so much the vanilla. I do get a lot. Like the first thing that I smelled was honey, though. Yeah, but, hun- there's a ton of honey on this one. It's 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 kind of unique, actually. Like the scent is actually kind of unique to to American yeah, whiskey. Scott, you said there's like there's not much ethanol, no no burn on the. No, it nose. really doesn't have a lot of burn. Like you can you can dig your nose deep in the glass. Yeah. And you're not burning nose hairs like like you would with some other uh, high proof whiskeys. Or hundred, you know, bottle and bond, I should say, because really that's what I would, I would compare this to a fifty, uh, one hundred bottle and bond. It's got that like flavor, but not that big ethanol like burn. Kind of almost like a, a s'more, kind of like a, it's like chocolate yeah. graham cracker, marshmallow, just kind of a, smells like yeah. A, it it does it does smell a little bit like uh like once the s'mores have like yeah. cooled off. And you you kind of like get that that warm marshmallow and a little bit of like dark chocolate or uh, milk chocolate. Oh yeah, very good, oh, yeah. very good on the nose. So take a little take a little swig. First thing to to me, it's, it's just so clean. No, it's almost figgy. Figgy? Yeah, it reminds yeah. me of like a fig, like a fig, like a fig newton almost is the best way I can explain that. Oh yeah. It's got a little bit of that cake, a little bit of fruit. Yeah, very definitely a creaminess to this whiskey. The oak is noticeable. I will say, you get a little of that oaky burn to it, that peppery flavor. It kind but of it, really reminds me of a fig newton. <laughs> but it, it it plays well with the the fruitiness to it. It's nice. It's very nice. Brent, what about you? I definitely get the fruit. 
you know the fruit from it. It's it's not super oaky, and this is a this is a relatively young whiskey. I think it's less than yeah, four. It's, uh, two, two, yeah, it's like two. Two to two to four yeah. years. So it's pretty young. Um, but I I just love the the mouthfeel. I feel like it's super clean. You can taste it, but it doesn't like annihilate your palate. But it feels very full. You got to like I guess you're talking about it being like creamy. It feels like it has some mm-hmm. some depth yeah. to it. It has some body yeah. to it. It's a, not it's not overly oily like you get with uh, with some scotches, some bourbons where you get that really really oily mouthfeel. It's it like Brant said, it's perfectly clean. It, you get a little bit of like creme uh, creme brulee creaminess to it, but then you also it uh, it also like goes back without leaving a long aftertaste in your mouth. But it, I, I can still feel it on my mouth if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. It has that. Has that heavy cream feel in your mouth? It's a very or you just had a very decadent dessert. It's definitely a full flavor finish. Good, good mouthfeel. Let's see, oakiness. Um, it does. Don't put water. It does in have it. a little. It doesn't. I don't know if it needs any water. You put water in it. I have to just to see yeah. what happens. I, I it does. It, it just kills it. It, it kills mm. it all together. Yeah. I've actually had this with a little bit of water. I would not recommend it. Yeah, this it's, is one that you can. Good. This is one you can drink. You can drink neat. I mean, I, I like it on a cube, but I think I enjoy this. This neat. I see, and that's the thing with the single malt category too. I think you could you can treat it like a scotch. You can drink it, drink it neat at room temperature. It drinks, feels like a scotch. It drinks really nice. I would imagine Scott, if you made a if you made some scotch cocktails with this, you'd probably be pretty. You'd be You'd oh, like a Rob Roy? Yeah. So. If you made a Rob Roy with this one, this would be amazing. You substitute it as scotch, scotch and scotch cocktail, and you'd be happy. Because well, well, because most scotch and and, and and look, a Rob Roy is just a Manhattan made with scotch instead of bourbon. Um, with most scotches, you're going to have a forty-three to forty-five percent. Alcohol by volume, or actually, really forty at this at this day and age, it's really forty to forty three. I mean, that's where Scotch kind of lies. This is forty seven. That just little bit of extra kick, little bit of cinnamon, little bit of um, oaky note to it, kind of has that little oomph that a Rob Roy deserves. It's why Manhattan's made with like Knob Creek at one twenty proof, taste amazing. Well, the only thing that I would be concerned mm-hmm. about making any kind of cocktail with this is that it's going to destroy the delicacy of it. It might. By just giving that splash of water wash this thing out. So now we're adding juice and other but if things. You, if you add the vermouth to it, I think it might be pretty... It's more sweet. And then when you start shaking it with the ice... I mean, look... I would highly recommend you drink this neat. This is this yeah, is this a is neat, this is a neat yeah, it's whiskey. Definitely neat whiskey. Yes, but it I, I could see this. Cut. I could see this in a cocktail and being very good. It'd have to be super. It would have to be of something very, Basic. like a mild cocktail. Nothing crazy. Nothing. No, I think like a like a Rob Roy, like a Manhattan, and see, that's would, and that's a about Rob it. Roy would kill this, I would think, with the vermouth and then the cherry. Uh, it might I, I be a little overkill. See, I think it might bring out some of those fruity flavors. Like once you, 
as you drink, your palate kind of gets acclimated to the, the oak and the burn and the cinnamon. As you drink this, it is actually really fruity. Adam, you hit it on the on the head with that Fig Newton comment. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is Fig Newtons in a glass. I'm just afraid you'd lose the delicacy of this if you actually added it to a drink. This is one that I, I don't feel really, really needs to be mixed. No, I wouldn't mix this at all. So on the finish, um, not a ton of burn, a little bit of pepper, but... It's a little bit See, of heat. I, it's not overly I hot. It, I think it does have a little heat on the back, but I, f- I feel like so it, it's right. yeah, long, it and it's crazy how long and like consistent it is. It's not. It's not, it's a, not excessive. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 a perfect amount of heat slow, like a slow on, this, burn. on this back end. Yeah, it's, it's a comfortable. It's not burn. as it's not as hot as like Knob Creek. It, it, it's pretty hot. Yeah. So, uh, seventeen ninety two. Pretty hot. Yeah, you can keep. 1792. I used to peel the paint off my walls. So I do. I see. I have a which you only could get it at the distillery, and I couldn't pass up. I have a cask strength strand of hands. Oh, uncut cask strength. Why is strand of hands? Wait, we don't have that in the speakeasy. Well, we can't ever get can't ever get another one. Yeah. Oh, oh! So it's on it's on the dis- it's oh. On display. Oh, I see. It's, it's up on the front rare, the yeah. It's shelf. on the rare, uh, rare cuts. It may have to make a rare finds episode, but it's what you, what you guys don't know is that there's uh, when you walk into the speakeasy, there's like a curio cabinet with lights and uh, Brant Brant has has done this. This is Brant's thing because we I like to open what we bring in. Brant likes to display it I, for whatever I'm reason. A, I'm a collector. I give Brant a lot of credit. I know he's got, <laughs> no, he's got Brent reserved. Brant is what he what I would call disciplined. Yes, yeah, he's reserved. Much. Where I am, like, which, ooh, there's about an alcohol that's not open yeah. in my house. Which, is, which is why our collection has dwindled down to almost nothing because we drink everything we buy. So, yeah, that, I, I, our collections have become that sad. rule of three. Is, is I haven't been really following the rule of three. It's been more rule of two. So. If I get two of them. See, my rule, my rule is I just, I just don't pour for anyone but me. Yeah, yeah. So there's just too much well, to go around. And, then, and look, well, if I find fellow- stuff that I know is going to be a drinker, uh, I mean, like we talked, like mm-hmm. that new Four Roses non chilled. I yeah. mean, that didn't last. I mean, I, didn't, I don't think I had it out of the box before I opened it. But, uh, but no, this, you know, and then for me, I guess I have this kind of fanboy love, just going there twice and seeing the process. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful area. Um, I will tell you the next trip I make to the Wilderness Lodge, I will have this because this reminds this oh, reminds yes. me of the Wilderness Lodge territory so, lounge. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so are we going to the Wilderness Lodge in September? Is that what? Yeah, I'm you are. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll be there. They actually have strain hands behind the bar at uh, um, Territory Lounge. Do, do they? they really? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I what about the What about the new bar? The Geyser Point? No, they I don't. don't. I don't it. But cool thing too, when you see this bottle, it's easy to find on the, sh- on the shelf. It's skinny, it's narrow, real tall. It's got a, a sash. It, it looks like a sash on it. So the story behind this was, is they would let you. Oh, I love. Uh, by the way, I gotta go on record. I love this story. So they would allow <clears throat> the people that were they volunteered to bottle. Your pay was you got a you got to drink while you were, were bottling. They gave everybody a, a pour while you were bottling. I think I want to say it was like on Sundays they bottled or something like that. Um, I don't remember exactly. But the problem was is this stripe was supposed to go halfway across the bottle. 
It never made it. It never made it halfway across the across the bottle. So so now they let them put it in this random fashion. So it kind of just started this thing where it goes. At a, you know, as a sash across the bottle, but they, they can never yeah, like put forty five yeah, degree. They can angle. never put it on straight because they had been drinking all day. Uh, and it was always crooked, and then also it's easy to, to comes with its own shot comes guys. with its own on jigger, and the jigger is pretty cool because it's a three ounce jigger, and they call it the master distiller actually said he calls it it's a cowboy jigger because it's it's three ounces a little more than what you usually would make for a cocktail. Typical jiggers are only two. Um, Wait a minute, wait a minute. Every time I make my Vesper Martini, it's three ounces of gin, one ounce of vodka. What? Who's making weak martinis? Who's making well, weak Well, maybe drinks? not martinis, but most bourbon cocktails are two, ounce, are two yeah. ounces. Well, most when I make my Manhattan's, it's two and then a little extra. Well, and this I is do your, four, this two, is your four. Little, your little extra. So it's got, if you fill it up to the very brim, it's three ounces, but it also has a one and two ounce line on the, on the jigger, which is kind of cool. cool. So the idea too is that this is all you need to go out into the woods, go go by the campfire. You can drink right out of the jigger, um, and it's good to go. The new ones, the yeah. new bottle. Is that a new bottle that has the screw jigger that screws, or is it just slips on and nope. off? Nope. Okay. Nope. Still not the. Uh, still They're not having problems with these getting hit and stick and getting stuck on the uh, on the neck. There's a slight bulge in the neck, and they were getting stuck. So the new one actually has threads where the jigger screws screws on and off. The new bottle is really is really right. fancy. So I have to ask: Has anybody had the um, sherry cask? Yes. Yep. How is that? Uh, it's really really good. It is. So that that one is aged for two to four years in the regular barrels, and then they take the regular barrels and put them into a sherry cask for another uh, about six to eight months because. Um, they're smaller sherry casks, so they don't want to age them too long. It is amazingly fruitful. And I think, <clears throat> actually, you know what? We did a short pour with, with this where I drank the sherry cask, um, and Brant drank some like special edition that he got from the distillery, and James drank the Diamond Peak. What was the best one, would you say? Or you all just had different ones? We all had different ones. Okay. Um, I would say, having had all three of them... I love the Diamond Peak. I think it is amazing. It's uh, it's very mellow. So imagine this, and this is sat for two to four years. Imagine that plus an extra couple of years in those barrels, and it's so smooth. I would say for me, it's it's got to be the sherry. The I, sherry. I, I mean, I love sherry finished whiskeys. It it is one of the best sherry finished American whiskeys I've ever had. I agree. I think the sherry cask, um, and I love that that those kind of finished whiskeys but the sherry something about the sherry's cast is I think it's the best of the the best of the bunch for sure so mm-hmm. yeah like you were saying Diamond Peaks is a little a little older um, a little different process on finishing and bottling and then they also have the ultra rare which I've I had was lucky enough to, to try oh the snowflake add the, yeah add the distillery the snowflake which um, is just the master distiller's creation it comes out I think on December 1st Every year, super limited run, and it's basically a blend of just random barrels throughout the um, the warehouse and some experimental barrels that he has. So it's kind of a crazy thing that they're always doing experimental barrels. There's a company now I lost the name of it, but they there's a company that'll build you just barrels out of whatever you can dream. Uh, of. the the Kelvin I don't know Kelvin Cooperage. Um, I have no idea what that's. Kelvin Cooperage was like a, a president or something. That's Calvin Coolidge. <laughs> yeah, that's Calvin Coolidge. The Kelvin 
Cooperage. But, uh, in, I think they're in Kentucky or Tennessee. But, I can't remember. Um, but anyway, they, they uh, he has all kind of crazy stuff. So he literally sits at home, and I've seen pictures of like his his island, his kitchen at, at his house, and it'll have just a ton of 200 milliliter samples that he's pulled from all over the warehouse and he literally just sits wow, there wow. and mixes 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 and then says okay this is what this is what this year's release is going to be and then they go out grab those barrels make it whatever the yield is boom that's that's kind of what the what it is and it's done it's pretty neat yeah all right so hey, uh have quick question tasted before this. you move on okay what's price point we're looking at on those not not cheap <sighs> No, no, okay. it's not. Uh, it's the private barrel is about forty-five that I, that I got the bottle that I brought down Man, here. Man, that's cheap. It's about that's, forty-five. That, so that's yeah. cheap because it's not that just not the, that cheap here. The private barrel is actually cheaper because they have it in bulk. See, I'm just curious because I'm trying to do some shopping. <laughs> now and, the you know, this is, this is what I do. If I find something I like, I try to buy it. The regular Stranahan's, it, it, I mean. It can be anywhere from forty-five to sixty dollars a bottle. So the regular Stranahan's fifty dollars is a good price. Yes, it's not yeah. a bad price. Yeah. yeah, for a diamond seventy dollars. Normal. And sherry for, should be, this, sherry should be the, the same as the original, or, or very close. I can't get sherry. Sherry, uh, Adam or Tim, I should say, Tim. When you come down to my house, um, the, uh, the liquor outlet wine cellars has this private barrel. Uh, for about forty-one, I think, and then the sherry for sixty-seven, see. and then the diamond the sherry, for diamond for seventy-two. Should be almost line price with the uh, with the original, but I think I might have to pick some up next week. I picked, I'm yeah. showing picked up some beans. sherry at my store for seventy. Mm. Sherry, that's about it. It's about the same as Diamond Peak. Yeah, that's the Diamond Peak and the sherry are the same price. So they have their own store pick for Pennsylvania. So if you're going to get there, that store pick, I'm not going to get that though. Yeah, they have they, uh, our our place nearby has their own uh, store pick, their own private barrel, and then they do they don't do store what's pick your, for the. For what's your private barrel proof? Uh, forty-seven. That's resto regular. Oh, so this is going to be something totally different. So what's that? Is it a high proof? It's a hundred and nine. Mm. Oh wow! So yeah, that's oh that's that's different. Yeah, see, I want to say the cast strength when I had was like one thirteen or something. It wasn't like mega high. All right, oh, but it was one. One something. The normal yellow label should be about forty-five to forty-six percent. The yellow, yeah, I have ninety-four. Yeah. I mean, for, yeah, that's for forty-seven. Forty-seven is what this one is. I have, yeah, I have ninety-four for the diamond, ninety-four for the regular, and a hundred and nine for the store pick. Wow. Oh, so they got a whatever their yeah. store pick is. They got uh, extra hot got barrel. A nice, yeah, nice hot barrel. All right, All right so uh, as we as we get on from this. Let's give some numbers on this. Um, Brant, we'll start with you. Um, I want to dig back through the two pages of notes I have since the destruction of my notebook in the uh, in the raid there. In yeah, the ransacking? The raid? Yeah. Um, I know this is... It's great. It's not my... You know, it's not bourbon. It's not my big go-to, but I do <clears> like <throat> this as a malted barley... I'm going to say I even like it better than some of the single malt scotches that we've tasted um, throughout the last year. So I'm going to give it high in the 80s. I think it's an 87 for me. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll give it 80, 87. 
to yeah. not not a bad score. I mean, and like I said, that's it's not an everyday an everyday drinker uh, drinker for me, but it is super tasty. If I were out somewhere, uh, out somewhere, and it was available in the back bar, and it was that kind of mood, it would, it would be easy easy go to. Wouldn't scare wouldn't scare me away to order this and pay, you know. 10 to 12 bucks even if it was on a menu um, you know for that for that price yeah. and I just was looking I mean I scored this the same as I scored McAllen 10 year so oh that was a good one though that was yeah. a good one alright uh, Adam what about you I'm gonna give this and it's up to 100 correct yep I'm gonna give this a, a solid 87 yeah I would definitely go out and get this again I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the complexity of it. I enjoyed that lingering mouthfeel. It wasn't smoky. It wasn't... It was just something sweet and nice to have. I can picture drinking this on a night with a cigar, yeah. fireplace going, or a fire pit going. That would be perfect for me. This, so. is, a, this is a good camp... I, I, I mean, I hate to steal a line from the next one we're going to do, but this is a good campfire whiskey. Yeah. 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 All right, I like that's it. what I was going to say. Tim, what about you? I'm going to go a little bit lower. I'm going to get 86. Um, I, I do think this is a category that needs to be explored a little more. It needs to be brought out into the open a little more. But it's a, definitely a solid, solid drinker. Not an everyday drinker like Brand said, but you know, sitting around a fire or outside barbecuing, this is a great pour. What's, uh, what's mm-hmm. crazy is there there is there's a ton out there in this category that's just not exposed and not and, and honestly oh, probably no. not well distributed if they're not if they're not owned by a Proximo or like Westland that's owned by Remy Remy Martin Remy Remy Quantro yep. um, Wyoming whiskey's owned by Edrington if it's if it's not one of those big players it's not getting any love it's not getting any distribution it's probably right where it's you know where it's being made at um, and not moving not moving around so with that designation of an entire category I think it would get could get a little more attention. I mean, off the top of my head, I can only think of Wyoming, Westland, High West, or High West. Uh, Balcone. Not making single malt. It's not single malt. They're doing actual bourbon. No, no, they, no. They they do have an American whiskey, but it's not a single malt. But uh, Balconis. Um, there aren't many, yeah. many distributed uh, American single malt whiskeys, and again. I really, I really would like to see more American companies do a single malt because, I mean, I love Balconis. I love Wyoming whiskey. I talked about it on the last short pour when we did the private barrel. I think single malt whiskey, you know, malted barley whiskey in America has a great potential because it takes everything that's great about bourbon. You have the high proof, the, uh, the high humidity, the high heat from America that really kind of etches the flavor from the barrel into the whiskey with the softness of malted barley and I love it so uh, for me I give this one I'm going to stick with Tim on this one so you and Adam Brent you and Adam have an 87 I'm going to stick with Tim on this one an 86 I really do like this though this is a bottle that I will never not have in in my own home yeah so it's um I forgot what I was I forgot what I was going to say but I was going to tell you something else important but hey one glass, one glass down. I don't remember what the hell it was. Just one glass. Just a, a little point of reference. Polite Pig charges twenty-two dollars mm. pour for. Are for you hands. kidding me? Nope. That's a, that's yeah. That's Disney. Is that for the regular? Yeah, it's for this. The, for, the Colorado Single Malt. That's 
22 bucks for a pour. Not sure I'd pay it because for an extra 22 bucks you can go get a bottle. <laughs> yeah, buy the whole bottle. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's not good. Yeah, I, I think that's probably well, just for an extra three you can get a pour of Blanton's if they have that's it. True. What? Yeah, Twenty five for Blanton's? Yeah. yeah, it's polite pig. It's polite pig. That's expensive. Well, yeah, considering it was like fourteen dollars a pour for Blanton's on the cruise. Yeah, that's expensive. Yeah. Um, so look, as we as we uh, you know as we finish up our little uh, pours of this, let's talk about our Disney SEA member Barnabas T. Bullion. Uh, you can find him at the Magic Kingdom. You actually find a painted portrait of him if you're in Thunder Mountain. So he is um, he is the founder and president of the Big Thunder Mining Company. Now we've all ridden Thunder Mountain, right? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fun ride. Love what they've done to the queue in the past couple of years. It adds a nice touch, and from this you get kind of the backstory about this uh, mining magnate that uh, comes from a powerful East Coast family, considers gold to be his very birthright by the virtue of his oddly appropriate name. I, I, I don't know how he came up with that name. Yeah, right? You know. Bullion? So, um, <laughs> <laughs> right, so... According to superstitious locals, Big Thunder Mountain is very protective. It was very protective of the gold that it holds, and the unfortunate soul who attempts to mine its riches is destined to fail. Barnabas T. Bullion said, "You know what? I can do better than that." Uh, we actually talked about him, Brant, on one of our very first episodes. Jason Chandler, yes. who who wrote a letter to uh, Barnabas T. Bullion, said, "Hey, be sure you know what you're getting into, and good luck with that." <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. He was the uh, he brought the drilling machine for Barnabas to kind of drill into Thunder Mountain, and uh, Jason Chandler wrote a letter, which you can also find in the queue. And if you're in Disney World and you want to, uh, again, this queue is plentiful with uh, nice little nods to the SEA. Uh, find that letter from uh, Jason Chandler to Barnabas T. Bullion, where he basically says, "Eh, probably not the best idea. Maybe you should move on to a more stable site." But you know what? Good luck. Yep. Um, so at Disneyland, you can find your, you can find his, uh, portrait at the, uh, uh, Panhandle Hotel at the town of Rainbow Ridge when you go through the, the, uh, the end, the end of the ride. At, uh, Magic Kingdom, you can find it in the queue. Just as you go down that ramp to the loading area, look up, uh, as you're walking. You can't actually, no, you have to actually walk, turn around and look backwards and, and look up at the, uh, scale, ceiling and you'll find his portrait there. So very cool. Uh, the best part about this is it's a it's a actual portrait of uh, Disney legend Tony Baxter, who was the kind of face character inspiration for this uh, this guy. Cool. That's pretty yeah. cool. So who's and one of it wasn't Joe Rody one of them who was who was uh, Joe Rody was uh, the Hightower. High, uh, Hightower. Hightower yeah. Henry Hightower. Yeah. Harrison, Harrison Hightower. Harrison Hightower. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Love how all that just just intertwines in there. Yeah, it's it's a really cool, and um, you'll ask you, uh, now. Did you actually see him, uh, Brent? Did you see his portrait at uh, um, Disney Paris? Where was it at? Because that 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 really it well, it's it's a small small portrait because it really tells more of the story of uh, this kind of like uh, a- ancient Indian burial ground and uh, where the the kind of the spirits were upset at uh, someone coming in and trying to take the uh, the mountain's wealth in the at the Big Thunder 
a big thing. Uh-huh. You know, we did we fast passed we were, most times we ride it, so I didn't go through the entire entire queue. Oh, okay. Um, with that, but I will tell you that 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 is one of the best best Disney roller coasters, if not the best Disney roller coaster. Out it's there. such it's, a different it's experience. All, it's awesome. It's so awesome. Um, and I do I do kind of kick myself in the ass for not looking at looking up where more of the of the SEA stuff was around Paris while I was there. Um, because I know, I know it has some, but didn't look didn't look for for much of it. Yeah, it's uh it's pretty cool. Uh, now Tony Baxter was also the de- the designer of Big Thunder Mountain. He actually designed the entire ride that went there, and um, it only makes only makes true, sense. Uh, true, true story. It was actually his second concept. The first concept was the uh, uh, Big Thunder Mesa, which was kind of going to be a boat ride through there. And that fell through for a number of reasons, mainly pirates. And well, Thunder of Mesa was a whole... Yeah, there's going to be donkey rides and all yep. kinds that of That was crap a whole big... Well, no, no, they had donkey this. rides before at Disneyland. No, but Thunder Mesa was supposed, to be, was supposed to be this huge project. Yeah. Huge project. Uh, funny, funny story, talking about Thunder Mountain. Uh, Tim and Adam came over a couple of weeks ago. We were watching this, uh, one of the Mickey cartoons, with, uh, with where Mickey and Minnie go through nature's wonderland. Yes. And yes. A new cartoon or is it an older one? The new one. No, the new one. Yeah. With Crackhead so, Goofy and Yeah. Funny funny thing was, uh Mickey Mickey looks at his map, he's like, Funny, it's supposed to be right here, but someone put a big thundering mountain on top of that. And that's a, a, that's a nod to that's Disneyland so nice. where uh Nature's Wonderland used to be and then they built Thunder Mountain right on top of it. I, I love I, I gotta say I love the new Mickey cartoons they do I was a great just gonna say that. a great nod to Disney past while being Ren and Stimpy it's it's got a nice Disney Very nod to like it. it I like it I like him I like him Ren and Stimpy that's fine. all right so uh, let's did you guys finish up your strain of hands yep. do I need yeah. to, all right I'm gonna go back to the bar exactly. I'm gonna get the High West uh, we're gonna get some more uh, get some more whiskey here. And uh, we'll taste that. So I'll be right back. Because, you know, Jeeves vacation time. Well, it's all your own fault. You let him go on vacation. Well, he's a grown man. We didn't let him do too much. <laughs> well, I mean, it's either you let your employees go on vacation or they or he quit. It's usually... <laughs> it's looking. It's looking that way. Usually they don't come back. Right. We're just trying to recover the jet at this point. Yeah, right? Okay. All right, so High West American Prairie Bourbon. All right, let me pour you guys some here. There you go. There you go, Tim. And Brant. Now, this is a uh, this is basically a blend of straight bourbon whiskeys. <sighs> Brent talked about straight hands doing their own thing, um, basically taking their own distillate and making it what it is. This one, not so much. <laughs> not so much. This is MGP. Now what they've done is they've t- they've taken uh, different straight bourbon, so it's all 51% corner or higher, and kind of blended it together. Uh, the nice thing about this one, the bottle is really cool. It's this like 
bubbled glass. It literally looks like it belongs on a on a frontier bar. Uh, bubbled glass, kind of uh, imperfections all going on. It's it's a nice uh, nice bottle. And you know what scares me about nice bottles a lot of times? The the, the all inside flash is and not, no substance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you might be in for a treat here. So this is a this is blended from straight bourbon whiskeys that are or straight bourbons that are two years old at least, uh, sourced, and it's uh, it's kind of nice. What they do here is every bottle that you buy, ten percent of the profits uh, go back to the American Prairie Reserve that helps um, restore the uh, the antelope in America. Uh, helps helps restore the American Prairie. So there is some green behind it. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. I like that. Green idea. and... Yeah, yeah, I get it. You get it? Thanks, Brad. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, 46% alcohol, alcohol by volume. So it's a 92 proof. Um, let's get some notes. Definitely caramel. It smells a lot like Pretty magic marker to me. I'm going to tell y'all what. Yeah. I'm going to tell y'all something. <laughs> that I just did. I missed the boat because I, I brought in three Glen Cairn glasses. One of them is a Stranahan's Glen Cairn. And, I, I, I didn't <laughs> and you, didn't, you didn't pour your Stranahan's into it. Alright. I guess the High West is going in there. So, I, 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 first of all, every every bottle comes with a batch number. I've, I've put this into um, High West uh, database. And this is a this bottle is a blend of 2 to 13 year old uh, American whiskey, so American bourbons. So it reminds me. So what? It, what is your batch? These are number? not really good descriptions, but the batch number is seventeen K two eight. Almost win- wintergreeny. Yeah. See, I don't get that at all. I get cornbread. It, it reminds me of like the flavor of the smell. Reminds me of the flavor of like when you lick an envelope. There's mint. <laughs> There's mint on this one. I don't. I don't and, get that's the first time I've ever heard bourbon described as when you lick an envelope. But, but, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I kind of understand where you're coming from. I, but I, you know, it, I do it, get the. But mint. see, I think that's mint, Adam. I really think that's. Yeah, that's yeah it's a all. mint. There's a really. Now you say winter. As you say winter green, green, yeah. You winter green, winter green mint. This one is is apparently 21 percent rye. Which is pretty high. Yeah. And it it smells weedy to me. It tastes like it. Weedy? Yeah. I can no. yeah. smell It smells weed. open. It smells like a plane. It, it smells very I, open. I bet this one is corn. 75, so it's 75% corn and 21% rye for sure. The rest? Mint. Mint. The rest? Mint. at all. I bet it's 4% wheat. Okay, it is. The one blend is seventy-five twenty-one four barley. Nope, a barley. No wheat. The other one. So it's, is, maybe that's the barley. Yes. So then there's also a second. The other whiskey that's blended in is eighty-four corn, super high. Eight. Yeah, that's eight rye, eight malted barley from an undisclosed source, which I would. Probably tell you is George Dickel. Yeah, this is definitely the uh, 
the seventy five twenty one. Yeah, it's definitely a higher rye content. No, yeah, you get that dill. I'm telling you, it's blended. It's these two bourbons bought. Oh, okay. And blended. Oh, okay. Well, then whatever they bought for for the high rye, I can this is this is more of that. I can I can smell the rye. You can you smell can that mint. Too. And there's some other there's some other stuff blended besides those besides those two. There is there is a little bit of caramel on the nose, but it's very light for a bourbon. It's very light. It's just not what I expect from a bourbon. I don't know. This I don't know. so this is this is where the great the crazy thing about it is is it's I mean it has that kind of sweetness to it, but this is where it kind of. It irks me, but then I love it because it's like, I feel like this is cheating because you're already getting this bourbon and then you're just blending it to what, to what you like or what, you know, what your, what your product But then I love it that you're able to build such a distinct original taste. And it's why, Scott, I love the little book, original little book so much is because very similar did a very similar thing where they already had the the product. They were able to taste the finished product and then blend the finished product to make, you know, to make what they wanted. And this is a very similar thing that they're doing, doing with this. But this is like a single recipe, and it doesn't really change. Every bottle's every bottle's relatively the same. I I want I will say on this nose, like once the once everything's kind of settled. A hint of butterscotch, but again, I, w- I will say that the, the high rye mash bill I think is more prevalent in this because there's a little bit of that dill pickle that yeah. I, that I know and love it's from rye. It's very little bit though. Yeah, it, it, this is this is definitely a high rye, but good, See, good I, on the nose. I can, so I'm I gonna can smell a little pickle. I mean, I'm take the mint, the caramel, dill, vanilla. Okay, the mouth, the the palate changes is way better than the nose for me. See, I don't what? like it. Oh, I love this one. I love this one. This has a... Is, I think it's, it's boring. It's a sweet caramel, <clears throat> nutmeg, dusty oak, and then just a slight hint of, like, black licorice. No, I don't get black licorice at all. Oh, I, I do. Get, I get candy, but not black licorice. I, I it's definitely just, a, a sweet, sugary... It's very sweet. It doesn't linger. It's not... I, I don't... All right, take... Take another I sip. I, and I'm gonna, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a word word association to take sip. Candy corn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I was, yeah. At first, I was thinking those uh, the pumpkins. The, yes. The, yes. The but, marshmallow. But, but not. But not pumpkin. Wax, like it has the a, waxy pumpkins. Wax pumpkins. It has that feel and it has that kind of taste. But I don't have as much pumpkin. But I do have maybe like a fruit. Well, no, no, fruit no they, is, they don't taste like no, pumpkins. They taste like candy corn, but they're just shaped like pumpkins. Yeah. It's got a waxy. Uh, a waxy feel to it yeah. on the mouthfeel. Um, you guys waxy. don't get that little like, I get like dusty oak. Like I, it, it kind of like tastes like when you walk into a barn and you kind of feel that like dustiness around. I grew up in Brooklyn. What the hell do I know about walking into <laughs> a barn? That's true. <laughs> get into the dust in a barn. Okay, yeah. No. <laughs> you don't get any black. A little. Bit of tiny like anise on this one. At the, no, it, the aftertaste. Fin- finish, yeah, the, uh, finish, finish. The aftertaste, I get it, but mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. So the, it's just the finish. 
tastes like an old book. Like, mm-hmm. It just sounds like an old fan. book smells. That's a dusty barn. Du- well, yeah, dusty paper, dusty wood, whatever. Yeah. yeah, but it's not pleasant. Oh, no, I like this one. I like this one a lot. I like... It just... I was expecting you guys to have way better reviews of this. I don't know why. No, I like this one. I like this one. No, Tim and Adam, I, I was I expecting like, they like dusty dusty books and rusty <laughs> nails. and <laughs> I didn't say all envelope. that. It tastes like, it's, it's, it tastes like yeah. a tetanus like, shot. Look at an envelope. I mean, I do have a little uh, bit of a... No, paper, that's what it smelled uh, like to me. Pa- well, envelope, no, tongue, tongue like paper marker. cuts. Like <laughs> Adam's I right. didn't say... Adam's right. It has that minty dill flavor, which is that yes. that that envelope ceiling. flavor. Yeah. It's the only thing that yeah. I've had that had that kind of smell to it. So that's what I related it to. It's not bad. It's not. That's not bad. It's just. It's it's not bad. It's just what it smelled like. If I can lick envelopes all day and get just... drunk like this, it'd be <laughs> no. right. <laughs> well, be careful. That's how well, Susan we need died to petition bourbon flavored envelopes now. Oh my God! Somebody, books, somebody, go ahead and what? put in the copyright for that. Yeah, <laughs> get it on Kickstarter. Men stationary. <laughs> I don't know. I think I a like man, the bourbon. A manvelope. I think that's it, the issue that I'm having. Manvelope. Yes. I will say, manvelope. Ad- Adam's right. There is no heat to this. There's no heat. I like my bourbon to be a little more hotter. Yeah. I guess that's What's just the proof of this? how. Uh, Okay, so Stranahan's was 47%, 94 proof. What was the heat on that one, guys? A nice burn. It was. It felt good. It felt very nice. This one is 46%. Just a, just a point under. Just a but point it fe- under. But it feels, honestly, I think it's the higher rye. I think it's rye. There's no rye in Stranahan's. Rye is the cause yeah, no. of all this bullshit. I, <laughs> I'm See, not. Yeah, rye is meant gonna, to be mixed with something, not drunk straight. I'm not yeah, going to disagree with, with Brant there. I think the rye is what gives this, like, takes this sweet corn heat that you normally get out of it, and gives it not a dull flavor, but a medium flavor. The, See, for me, it's that's that's you said it. This to me, there's flavor there, but mm-hmm. it's dulled. It's 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 muted. It's muddled. It's just there's something. Yeah. They made it very approachable for people who don't really drink that much bourbon. Yeah. No, it, it is their... This is their approachable line. This is their entry into the rest of their stuff, like uh, Yippie Kayaye, uh, Campfire, Burr Rye, Son of Burr Rye, uh, Double Bourbons, Double Rye. Midnight Winners. Uh, oh, yeah. That, that one. Uh, we'll have to we'll have to taste that on a short pour. Uh, the midnight. You told us that that's scary. The midwinter night. <laughs> the midwinter night's dream is really good. That's that is almost. No, that is actually a blend of straight rye. So that's mostly rye. That one is actually really good. <clears throat> I don't I don't normally drink rye neat. That one I do. Yes. There are very few ryes I drink neat. I don't drink any rye. That and Willet. Willet rye. I'll drink that neat. All right. So, um, finish on this one. Adam, what do you say? There's not much. It's medium. There's not oh. much. It's just... It has a very good taste at the front, and then it kind of just lets you down. The mint the mint comes back, I think, for me. The mint a little bit. Back the, mint, 
the mint, the licorice, like you said. Yeah, a little bit of oak, not much, but a little tiny bit of oak. It, it just, it, it kind of falls flat to me. I think it's, it's on the tongue, it's short and hot. I get some of that anise, like licorice um, mm. you're talking about. I do taste maybe some of the, the youngness, like young wood, not, you know? Yeah. Um, but, I don't know, this one, did you put water in it, Adam? No. I did. I'm afraid of it. What does it do? If I well, put water in it, I feel it doesn't like change the flavor, it but it 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 spreads that waxy feeling. Right. Oh no! Around. I'm so I'm add just a little bit more. It feels like mind. it just coats your mouth and your lips and everything. It just. I would if, yeah, if you have not. any left though. I would say I enjoy this on a on a, a big cube, and it's pretty good on on ice. Mm -hmm. Pretty good. Right. Good. I've chilled cold. I've added some water to mine. On the Maybe. nose, it. It definitely brings out more of the sweetness to it. It takes away some of the rye. It does. It takes away a lot of the rye. Yeah. It also takes away that mint smell. Yes, it does. The mint smell is actually gone. It's more like sweet corn again, like vanilla. It's definitely like, it's a lot more corny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm. Tim, wow, on the palate. Man, dude, waxy. Yep. Great. So this one, I would say, pour it and add just a dash of water. I think I would like to try this over on ice. On ice, yeah. it's 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 gonna. I think this is one of that actually needs some chill. This I think Brent's yeah. hundred percent right. Where it's just it needs a little. There's an extra dimension that it needs, and I can't place my finger on it right now. This one you. But get I a, think cold would be better. I think mix would be awesome. This one, you get a tumbler, and you put a big block of ice in it, and you pour it over that. It's a great summer bourbon, if oh, that yeah. makes sense. You know what? I will say, Both since adding the water, summer, summer this is going to go up a few whiskeys. points. No, I like the water. Yeah, the I like water, it with the water the, better. The water made it jump up a few points for me, too. But All right. Now I want to have a cold. All right, so Adam, uh, give, me a, give, me a, uh, give me a number on this. Give, me a, with the, give, us, give us a straight and a water. Yeah, straight in the water. Straight. No, we're looking let's, at. Let's do it that way. Straight and then with water. So Adam, straight, start first. Not gonna lie, I wasn't a fan. I'm looking at maybe fifty. Oh wow! I oh, really shit. didn't that's like it. Oh. All right, so we think we're thinking ten points. That's the lowest it. score we've ever given anything. No, no, that is that is. <laughs> I think right now the lowest score we've ever given was the Hudson Baby Bourbon was like a seventy-one. I wouldn't buy it. A fifty. I wouldn't go out of my way. <laughs> out of buying it I think the bottle is gimmicky I think a lot of their stuff is a gimmick you're, you're, they're selling they're not selling that on the juice they're selling that on the bottle well yeah because and they're not selling the juice it's MGP well it's and I think this one comes from I do think Brent's right this one definitely comes from Dickel for um, at least one of them but yeah the other one comes from MGP and I've had other blends before I've heard very good blends before this doesn't really do anything for me. It, it seems very entry level. It seems very basic. It, it it doesn't. Without the water, it just didn't do anything for me. I'm All sorry. right. So what's what is your with the water? With the water, I'd bring it up to like a like maybe a seventy, but I, w I would really have to try it cold. I think this deserves to be cold. 
some, but I don't know. Some I low mean, marks. That's still that's still our lowest mark ever. <laughs> um, I would want it cold, and then I worry because when I think of cold, I'm th- already thinking of icing and watering it down even more. So, I mean, these are the thoughts that I have. Um, and hey, how, what's the price point on this? Just for I, I, twenty-nine yeah, to thirty. I just, I just paid thirty-two okay. bucks for one. Yeah. All right. So it's Man, not, now I, you're so making like me 30, regret that. <laughs> no, but I mean, no, Brand, because this is a good everyday drinker. No, you could drink. You also, I, drink I, I do like this one. I said, I'm telling you, spend, spend thirty you have bucks. To hear me out, though. You're paying thirty bucks is paying for that bottle. It's not paying for that juice. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry, you you pay for that bottle. I agree. I'm not gonna dis. I'm not gonna disagree with that. I won't disagree with that. All right, Brent, what about you? Give me a number on this thing. Um, so... Okay. 78, 80, okay. 78, 82. Okay. Not, not out of the range that I was thinking. I, I think, I think that's you, a good range. What do you, I mean, what I do you, think for me... What do you think, yeah. It is on a scale of one, well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you got it's, it's this I'm is a ten-point ten grading scale in school. Nineties are nineties so, are A's, eighties are B's, seventies are C's, sixties D's, fifties yep. is felon. Yeah, I, like I said, I, w- I wouldn't necessarily. No, yeah, uh, it failed on its own. I'm sorry so, for me. I don't like it. For me, uh, this one straight neat is a seventy-six. And I think with the water, it bumps up to an 81. I really do like it with an, with with the water. Um, it's a good drink that you're not going to regret owning. Um, it's not someone I. It's not something I would pour out for a special occasion, but it's something I would have on a Thursday while I'm watching like a hockey yeah, game when or something you're, like that, or, or a baseball. When your game. aggravating neighbor comes over and wants it. Wants a drink, you don't pour him, you know, yeah. whatever. You don't pour him bland. Yeah, bland you pour him high you pour west. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can get like a Knob Creek for the same price point. Not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. Knob Creek went up. It's fifty. Oh, it's, Knob Creek is about fifty bucks a bottle. This Single barrel select is now 30. up to fifty-five dollars a bottle. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Yep. This. All right. It's time to switch alcohols up because this is getting crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know. You know uh, what else? Just, since since. And I'm just blurting out this because it's not irrelevant to the show at all. But I cannot find Henry McKinn anymore. It's done. It's over with. Oh, it's gone. It's I yeah. have not seen a bottle for a while. We used to find it all the time at the store by Scott. I, I, I mean, yeah, I could have got, got a case for 18 freaking bucks. I could have got a case for $18 a bottle a year ago. Henry McKenna used to be $29 a bottle. The last I saw it um, when yeah. it was available was 39 Maybe not eighteen bucks. Maybe I'm thinking twenty-eight bucks. But still, I mean, for under thirty yeah. bucks, I mean, and there was cases of it on the shelf, and then now it's just yeah. poof gone. Yep. Um, Tim, what do you think? What's your score on this one? I'm with you. I gave it a seventy-five neat and an eighty-one with the water. Yeah, I think I think that's it's where like, it lies. Uh, yeah. Good, good with better with the water. I would say this one, this one definitely goes straight to the water. Open it up a I, little I bit. I say because... Can I ask a dumb yeah. question? Has there ever been anything that's been scored a one in real life? No. no. Well, we have not yet tried Moonshine or, or Fireball, but... No, I'm, I'm Fireball gonna, is definitely like a one. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind Fireball, but I don't like... I, yeah, but I guarantee I've I'm, never, not put, I've I'm not putting drink. Fireball in a fucking Glen Karen. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm putting that in a red I mean, Solo cup. Boom. 
Yeah. Uh, true, with some rum chata. Some rum chata. So, what is the ultimate lowest score you've seen in the besides like me scoring something a fifty? Um, the lowest score you've seen. The the worst whiskey I've had, uh, not scored on the show. The worst whiskey I've had is hold on, I gotta I, I gotta grab it. It's on the shelf here. Hold on. No, but like I'm not even saying on the show, but like in like the I wild. Don't, I don't know. Like it's, like it's not really in the wild. Hold on, it's on the shelf. We we don't drink it. So this is a place near me. It's in Fairfield, New Jersey. Oh God! Yeah, I've always wanted to go there. Jersey Spirits Distilling Company. This is Crossroads Bourbon Whiskey, which is finished in beer barrels. It, this is a half bottle. It was fifty dollars. Yeah. It is horrible. It is not good. So young. The barrel funk on this one is massive. Adam. If I were to give this a score, it would probably be in the 30s. It's that bad. But that, there you go. But I'm just asking. I mean, like oh, well, for me, for me, but the way I'm honestly looking at this scoring, and this is my honest opinion, it's like my 50 to 70 range is my everyday drinker. See, for me, an everyday drinker would be, I, I would. Uh, if, you got to think about it. You got to think about it as a school, right? Like. Are you really gonna drink? A, yeah. uh, are you really drinking F's and C's every day? Come on, you're not living on the. No. You're not living yeah, on yeah. the street. But, you're not living but, on the street, Adam. But then, that, but then that score should be fifty to one hundred. Then. Well, no, that's a different scoring system. Because if you're thinking about school, that's fifty to one hundred. Anything under F, you don't get a score for. Yeah. This, okay. This Jersey Spirits one under F. <laughs> okay, so so so, re, so th- you may reevaluate your score with that new. With that new mindset. Right, but then why is it... But that's why I asked, is it 1 to 100? It is, it is technically 1 to 100, but it's thinking more yeah, on a 10-point grading scale for school. Yeah, think of it yeah. like a school. Like, an so F I is would, a I would, I would raise it up to, like, like a 65. Like yeah. Passing. Okay. That's fine. So is it it's all pass- D? It's passable. It's not getting... It's, it's passing. It's not, it's not something that I'm going to need to search out and find. It's not going to summer school. Like it, Adam, it the, the by the skin of so its Adam, teeth. Yeah. I just so to think about it, the the highest I think like um, Elmer T. Lee for me or single barrel Elmer mm-hmm. T. Lee I, re- I gave a ninety five, and I think I gave single barrel E. H. Taylor a ninety five. Those are like the two highest ranks I've ever given given a whiskey. So like ninety five, ninety five okay. is I haven't found anything that I liked better than that. And 95 is it. So, like, it still gives a little room for something to just blow my freaking mind, which I'm going to tell you when we review that Four Roses, it may. But. Oh, yeah. But, um, but yeah. So, d- to answer your question before, though, low ranking. So, I-, I just pulled up the website that has the top 100 worst whiskeys. And. Oh, God. <laughs> some of these I've never he- I've never heard of before. I mean, a lot of these I- I- I've never heard of before, but they have whiskeys ranked as low as 12. So, oh really? Yes. Uh, I mean, um, one of oh. one of them, number twelve, with a ranking of twenty-five, is Old Smoky Tennessee Moonshine. I'm gonna go look and see if I, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna look through this. And, they sell that here. I'm gonna look through this and see if I find anything that I've heard of before. So, hang, give me a second here. You know, we, oh, we went shit. to Jack Daniels Old Number Seven. It's a thirty-nine. Jack Daniels but, is but not good. But that's what I'm saying. It's like. Not many, I'd, I'd not many people. So not many people drink Jack Daniels neat. 
you know? I I finally got to try it neat on the way down to Orlando um, in November. Yeah. Uh, I I will say 39 is about right. Sinatra's really good. Sinatra's great. Really Single there's you know what? It's funny. Their old number seven is awful. They're like distiller select stuff, the single barrel, the single barrel rye, the small batch. Single, Jack is okay. single barrel rye is actually very good. Dude, that single barrel was amazing. And I, I'm I apologize to the, the community because we lost the episode somehow. But that single barrel select was amazing. It smelled like banana bread. It was so good. Yeah, I really like that one. When we Hudson. flew down to uh, Alaska, we got some drinks, and the choices were Buffalo Trace or Jack. And she's like, I said, no, 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 give me some Buffalo no, Trace. Buffalo only. Trace, yeah. No Jack. Yeah, no. BT. Hudson. Definitely BT. Hudson New York corns on there at forty six. Where, where's the where's the baby bourbon? Or the, but, uh, but I'm just the, the reason why I ask is that you know the scale starts at one, mm-hmm. so not everything is a C, not everything's a B. No, and I think that's the problem is is that at least a lot of these grading systems and a lot of these rating systems, it automatically starts at a B. T- to me, I think, and then we go, we never go under that. That hard line, and I'm like, to me, I think, uh, it, and you know what, you're right. Maybe I need to reevaluate my grading system because, to me, I think a C is, would you buy that again? And would I buy High West again? I absolutely would. See, I wouldn't. I would. I like it, but I would. I would buy it to try it on ice. I would. I would. I would try. A, I would buy it out on ice if I could. I would keep a bottle well, of this only because it's thirty dollars per bottle. It's not going to break your bank. It's a decent whiskey. It's better than Jack Daniels, which is thirty-five. Yeah, but that's not what you rated it. That's what somebody else rated. Well, no, I, I would call it a seventy-four. I would buy this again, or seventy-six. Yeah, I don't whatever. Think I, I can't see myself going out of the way. I think Scott, you're going for the bottle. Glenn Fittich, nineteen sixty-five, is on here at a forty-eight. Yeah, that's the that's the bottles we bought. I don't yep. remember if that's what we bought, but I think it is. That is, I think it is. But that's exactly what I'm saying. What but, I, and, but I guarantee you, if we all drank that, we not one of you would have drank that. Oh no, Jim, I'd, well. I'd give that a sixty. Yeah, Jim Beam Red Stag, forty nine. I've never I've had never that. Had yeah, it. it's, it's, no, Jim, I would it's Jim Beam that. with like black. It's like black cherry Jim Beam or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. For for me, that like that Glenfiddich 1963, uh, I would definitely give that like a. 61. That was so mediocre. You see, and I thought it would be low 40s. So, because I, it <laughs> felt harsh. like I was drinking water. No, but no, it's, it was but, it was drinking water. It was that bad. I mean, it was just like, eh, it's okay. I, would I buy this? The way I look at things is if, if I buy it again, mm-hmm. that gets higher. If I would try it out in a different way, that's a little and, low. And you're right. Maybe that's maybe that needs to be the scale. Failing, which is a fifty uh, below a sixty, failing would be never buy it again. Uh, Jersey Spirits, thirty four. You failed. You're going to summer school. And, and like, like in the low under thirty is like somebody else has to. Even if somebody offered it to me, I'd say no thanks. Yes. That would be fire. So, 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 so <laughs> if your wife came down there and said, "I need you to prove to me that you love me right now," grab a bottle of whiskey and pour it out. Is that what you're going to? 
Is that the bottle you uh, go to? Y- Jersey Spirits? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would smash that against the wall. <laughs> You're like... Yeah. Over your shoulder. <laughs> it really makes a good. It really makes a good accelerant for us camp. Wouldn't? Wouldn't? <laughs> then you would lose the TV, Adam. You can't do that. <laughs> you know what? It would be worth it because this is awful. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think you could put another insurance claim. Yeah, no. For this big no. easy. Yeah. All right. So look, I, I want to thank you guys for joining us this uh, this episode of BSEA. Uh, we enjoyed drinking Stranahan's and High West. If you'd enjoy them, if you've had them, share the notes on the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash BSEA podcast. Uh, that way we can kind of interact and see what you're drinking, see what you uh, what you like about it. If you have some ratings, go ahead and rate them. Uh, Adam Lichtenstein uh, not only rated his whiskey, he gifted his own whiskey. I didn't, did I miss that? Yeah, he... He, he, he bought a bottle, and he was like, let me take a look at this. <coughs> it's GIF. Uh, <coughs> it's GIF. He put it in peanut butter? I'm, I don't, I'm confused. Oh, Why would the, you do that to Not this skin? argument again. We've had this too many times on Three Sheets. Uh, definitely share your reviews of your whiskey, and, and definitely give your notes, because it's it's nice for us to kind of, like, take what you, what you get, and then... You know, honestly, uh, I've had a bunch of interactions with people on the Facebook group where th- where I say, hey, this is what I got. And they're like, and they go and smell their whiskey. They're like, oh, yeah, I totally get that. It's it's a nice way to kind of like build your palate. So share what you're drinking, share your notes, and share your ratings. Uh, it, it only helps others uh, benefit their palate. So go over, check it out, www.facebook.com slash group slash podcast. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's where all the secret speakeasy stuff happens. So I would also like to, to issue a challenge because we're like six months out, Stranahan's drinkers. If there's any BSCA members in Colorado that are willing to go wait for their, I think, two-bottle allotment of Snowflake this year and would like to send it to the BSCA for taste reviews, we'll gladly pay for the bottle and shipping if you can secure us a bottle a snowflake. Actually, and I will gladly pay for my own bottle. I would, yeah. Actually, I would, I would say this: if you, I think you get, you can get two bottles per person. If you could get two and you're willing to give up one, I will pay for both of them, and you can keep yours for free if you send your second one to us for us for review. Yeah. So if you uh, if you if you're over in Colorado and get some snowflake. Uh, please do I think it's the first us. of we, we would love to first of December is when it comes out. Yeah, it's like right around the first like uh, the first winter Saturday. area. Yeah, yeah. Did it. All right, so uh, Brent, uh, great show. We're going to what are we drinking uh, coming up? We have a, oh yeah, that's right. We have our high proof episode, so we're drinking some Stag Junior, which is uh, hot, and then Avalor Abanade. Cool. So we're gonna. I thought you were going the 1792 full. Oh no no no, not that hot. <laughs> <laughs> he poured that in his Mazda. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Need some gas today. Uh, so, like I said, we're going to be drinking some Abelor Abenad, which is a, uh, a a barrel-proof whiskey from Scotland from Abelor. It's sherry finished. It should be pretty good. Uh, we're going to be drinking some Stag Junior, and then we're going to be talking about uh, Mr. Blau Hinnell. Yeah. Mr. Blauhemmel. It's, it's um, very close. To, it's, that's too it's easy. Very close to the end of uh, 
our series of BSCA members, and you can tell. Yeah, we I have mean, right. <laughs> we have literally the last two, the last two uh, BSCA members, uh, Mr. Blauhimmel and Batarista, will be Dr. Batarista will be uh, the last two that we do. So uh, join us if you want to go buy a bottle of the Avalor Avenade. It's readily available. It's uh, it's very good. Definitely approve of this one. And then the Stag Junior, a little tougher to find. Also very good, uh, but be ready for uh, be ready for a punch in the mouth. Yeah, have your have your sidecar water ready. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. So look, as we as we finish up the show, I want to uh, I want to thank you for joining us, and uh, I will say, may your time here be educational and enjoyable. And it's time for our club mission statement. So, Tim, if you came here to learn, drink what you've learned. If you came here to share, share what you drink. If you came in here a stranger, may you exit as a friend. And if you came here for an adventure, drink drink up. up. Cheers, everybody. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Sláinte.